This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. You wake up, but don't hurry to open your eyes. On one hand, you feel surprisingly well-rested. On the other, your body feels strangely stiff. Ah, that must be because you fell asleep not on your comfy bed, but lying on... Wait, what is it exactly you're lying on? You sit up and finally look around. There isn't much to see because you're surrounded by almost complete darkness. Ah, it started yesterday. You were driving home when you heard some news on the radio. One of the largest shopping malls in your area was closing for good. It had something to do with bankruptcy or relocation. You don't really care. What you pay attention to, though, is the words 90% discount on everything. Ah, the shopping mall is quite far from the city, but you decide it's worth making a detour. You rummage in your memory a bit more. You recall going from one store to another, choosing, paying, your bags getting heavier and more numerous. And then you remember that fateful moment. You got so tired that a bench in a quiet nook on the first floor seemed like the best place to have a nap. You must have fallen asleep, and it suddenly dawns on you. They haven't noticed you and locked you inside. You relax a bit. How bad can it be? It's unlikely such a huge shopping mall with hundreds of stores and all kinds of entertainment will be abandoned all at once, which means some staff members will arrive soon and let you out. You reach into your pocket and fish out your phone. Hmm, 11 a.m. It's late enough for the workers to be already in the mall. Then, finally, it occurs to you that you don't have to wander around in the dark. One press of your thumb and the flashlight on your phone is on. Ah, much better. It takes you more than an hour to explore the mall. Not a living soul. You feel a bit disheartened. Anyway... You're getting tired of wandering in the dark all alone. Time to call for help! You unlock your phone, finger lingering over your best friend's name, and then you realize one thing. You've been dreaming of getting into such a situation for ages. You're locked in a mall with no one around. You can do anything you want. That's how you make the most terrible mistake in your life. You switch on airplane mode on your phone so that no one bothers you and go have some fun. You need to figure out how to turn on the lights. No switches you come across seem to work. Apparently, before leaving the mall, they shut off the electrical power. But there must be a backup power generator in such a large building. After searching for what seems to be hours, you see what you've been looking for. After some fumbling, the light is on. It's not as bright as when the mall is open, but it's still something. Time to have fun. You don't need to think where to go first, not with how loudly your stomach is rumbling. Supermarket! You start with a sandwich just to... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline make the annoying growling a bit quieter. After you're done, you get a shopping cart and start to walk down the aisles. Everything that catches your eye goes into the cart. Finally, you're sure you won't be left starving. Strangely, it happens when you can't cram anything else into your cart. 
You find a pretty cafe, choose a table, and begin your feast. Half an hour later, you realize you've overeaten. Time to go explore other stores. By the evening, you've tried on dozens of clothes. It's settled then. You'll change your style dramatically once you're out of the mall. Expensive clothes suit you so much better. You've picked the presents for your friends and relatives. You've played arcade games. You've tasted all 33 flavors in the ice cream parlor. You can now navigate the food court with your eyes closed. You found a gym with tons of curious equipment that left you intrigued. And you've made sure there's no one but you in the entire building. By 11 p.m., you're exhausted. You go to a furniture store and fall down on the first bed on your way. You don't feel like switching off the light and staying in the darkness of a huge, empty mall. Tomorrow, you promise yourself, tomorrow you'll go home. Even if no one comes to open the mall, you'll call your family. In the morning, nothing seems to have changed. No opening doors, no voices, nothing. Okay then, time to call for help. You reach into your pocket to dig out your phone, and your blood runs cold. After hours of searching around, you have to accept a horrifying truth. You've lost your only hope to be rescued. Several more hours, and you have to admit there's no way to get out of the mall. Whoever locked it made sure every single door or window was tightly closed. You rush to the electronics store and only see empty shelves. What were the odds of this happening, with the only store you needed, no less? Well, it seems you're stuck here. You've been doing yoga for years. You've been studying to remain calm no matter what. That's why you give yourself 5 minutes to run around and scream. Then you try to think reasonably. You seem to have everything you need. Food, clothes, books, a laundry, and so many bathrooms you can visit a new one every day. You even have your own movie theater that can seat hundreds of people, a ball pit, and arcade games. It can't be so hard to stay on your own for a week or two. After all, they have to be looking for you out there. After coming to this conclusion, you start making yourself comfortable. You spot a cozy corner in the furniture store and choose the softest bed you can find to put there. After hours of sweating and grunting, you finally have an IKEA-style apartment you've been dreaming about. If you have to wait, you'll wait in comfort. Several months have passed and you feel down in the dumps. But loneliness isn't the only reason why you're that miserable. The main issue is a lack of sunlight. You learn the hard way how important getting enough sun is. You become moody. Well, moodier than you used to be. Your days and nights got a bit messed up. You find it hard to fall asleep and even harder to wake up. You don't have to worry about your health too much after stumbling upon tanning beds. Now, you regularly get your tiny doses of UV light that help your body produce vitamin D. But the most horrifying discovery? You gain too much unwanted weight. On second thought, extra inches around your waist might have nothing to do with no sunlight. Your recent obsession with supermarket snack shelves might be to blame. On the bright side, you can easily go and pick another piece of clothing once you grow out of a smaller size. Not everyone is lucky to have such an opportunity. And still, when you realize you've put on enough weight to start worrying about a new wardrobe, you go to the gym. Everyday physical activity makes you feel much better. Surprisingly, you also become more cheerful, just like you used to be before the whole mall situation. But it can't help you with how lonely you feel. You've taken up talking to yourself. In the morning, you'd complain about the mattress that needs replacing. In the afternoon, you'd loudly wonder where you'd like to have lunch. In the supermarket or maybe in the supermarket. Before going to bed, you wish yourself the sweetest dreams. It doesn't bother you too much, but you still hope you'll get rescued soon enough. It's been a bit more than a year since you were locked away in the giant shopping mall. You have come to compare yourself with a person living on an uninhabited island. This island has comfortable furniture, a huge choice of designer clothing, almost unlimited supplies of food. There are no people, but also, you don't have to hide from wild animals and venomous snakes. So, all in all, it's not that bad, right?
The day when everyone's skin turns transparent is called Scream Day. You wake up early in the morning with a severe headache. You don't open the curtains. The sunlight hurts too much. You turn off the alarm just before it goes off. In the dark, you don't notice that something's seriously wrong with your hand. You go to the kitchen and grab a pill for your headache. If someone were looking at you right now, they'd be able to see the pill moving down to your stomach. You go to the bathroom to wash your face with cold water. You don't turn on the light because your head still hurts. You turn on the tap, wash your hands, and notice something strange in the mirror. When you turn on the light, you see the reflection of a person with no skin. Everything under there, it's like it's all in HD. Your teeth are bare, and your eyes don't have eyelids. You really don't get that your skin is see-through. You just think it's disappeared. You scream in fear. You pinch your right hand to see if you're dreaming. Gross, your knuckles are bone white. You scream even louder and run out of the bathroom. Well, it sounds like your neighbors are yelling too. Everyone in your building is getting up and having the same reaction as you. People all over the city are waking up with transparent skin, looking in the mirror and losing their minds. All city services shut down, at least for a few hours. There are traffic jams everywhere as people race around like crazy trying to get to the hospital. Ambulances are everywhere and emergency services are out trying to calm people down. People are fainting left and right. It sounds like the panic's finally subsided. Everyone's gone outside to see what's going on. You also leave the house. In the elevator, you meet a young woman, a neighbor from the third floor. You recognize her by her sneakers. You used to like her, but now you're trying not to make eye contact. You're still a little shy. What if she notices your blush-red cheeks? Stop. She won't notice anything. It's going to be hard to know what anyone's thinking just by looking at their face. You go outside. It's raining, cloudy, and kind of gloomy. You're in total shock. Everyone really does have transparent skin. You meet your friend and he tells you that this is happening all over the world. Something's up with your friend's eyes. Is he not blinking? Nah, his eyelids are just transparent. You can see his lashes, though, waving up and down. It takes a while, but you finally get up the courage to go into work. When you get there, you can't concentrate at all. You open up your browser, and a familiar smile appears on the screen. It's just that you can't see it. News anchors, reporters, actors, celebrities, they all look the same. Scientists everywhere are trying to find out what happened. Why did human skin become transparent? After work, you head to the gym. On the first lift, you see your muscles tensing and contracting. You crack your knuckles and oh! So that's where the sound comes from. You see a slight fluctuation in your chest area. It's your heart. As you look around, one thing's for sure. Everyone still loves checking themselves out in the mirror. After a good but creepy gym session, you go out into the street. The sun is looking out from behind the clouds, and the whole city's going mad again. The panic is back. People are running around like chickens, and the traffic is somehow worse than before. And why is everyone using an umbrella? The rain stopped a while ago. You try to stop someone and ask them what's going on. Then you know. A burning sensation hits the back of your head. You turn around, and the sun starts pounding your face. You close your eyes, but it doesn't help. You cover your eyes with your hands, and they start burning up. You can't even walk down the street. Now that your skin's transparent, you gotta get out of there. So you run home. Now that everyone's avoiding the sun, your body won't get enough vitamin D. No vitamin D, no immune system. In every corner of the world, people are going mad buying up fish, red meat, and egg yolks. Anything that contains vitamin D. You run to the supermarket, but it's way too late. There are huge long lines, and all the shelves are empty. But come on, you're not going to completely change your daily routine and only go out at night. So you hop in a cab, go to the airport, and try to buy a flight to somewhere beyond the Arctic Circle. The sun doesn't shine there for months at a time. Of all the countries that have a polar night, you choose Norway. But you're not the only one. A lot of people are heading there. Flights to countries beyond the Arctic Circle are booked solid, and they've gotten so expensive. 
Even there, everything's sold out, and the streets are crammed full of people. After a few months there, you head back home. The days of darkness are gone, and they've been replaced by almost non-stop sunshine. In summer, the sun shines around the clock. Hmm, not great. Again, you're not the only one. Looks like everyone's heading back, except the polar bears. As time passes, things get better. And worse. Cosmetics companies team up with the big medical companies to create a sunscreen that protects the whole body from the sun. But the cream is expensive and super uncomfortable. It doesn't let your skin breathe well, and it makes people feel itchy and anxious. Humanity is getting used to a new way of life. People learn to get enough vitamin D and stop being afraid to go out in the sun. Now, everyone uses an umbrella and feels protected. Before, almost nobody liked rain and gray clouds. But now, it's everyone's favorite weather. The fashion world's changing a lot. Costumes that look like human skin are in. Companies start creating silicone masks with a face image on it. They make you feel like you have skin again. You can apply makeup, paint it all crazy colors. It's become a whole new art form. Engineers team up with doctors to create live masks. Inside, there are thousands of small sensors that read your invisible skin and transmit the data to artificial muscles. Just like that, people can express emotions again. (laughs) The masks are pretty advanced and realistic, but cost tens of thousands of dollars. Some rich old people even use them to look young again, and their kids wear them to look like adults. Movie companies start using masks instead of CGI. Now any actor can have a full-out sci-fi face. Scientists are still trying to find a solution, and they found something interesting at the bottom of the ocean. There's no sunlight that deep, and some creatures down there have natural transparent skin. Maybe with their help, humans might find a cure. The internal organs and DNA of these animals don't need protection from UV light. That's why they don't produce any skin pigment that absorbs sunlight. Their skin also helps them hide from predators and hunt their prey like underwater ninjas. Scientists realize that our skin morphed because of an upcoming change in our atmosphere. Over the next few centuries, the Earth's atmosphere begins to transform. Clouds almost always cover the sky, so ultraviolet light doesn't penetrate our planet as much. Life on Earth gets cold and dark. Animals and fish also develop transparent skin. There are new types of plants and trees that are more sensitive to sunlight. They learn to absorb the tiny doses of sunlight that pass through the clouds. Thanks to these plants and trees, we still have plenty of oxygen to breathe. The year is 2620. People are less happy but way more honest. People learn to read each other's heartbeats, even through clothes. It makes it so easy to spot a lie. When we lie, our heartbeat gets faster. Now that people can't lie, Is the world going to get better or worse? Siberia is running along the shore of a lake as fast as possible. He knows that if he stops, his life will turn into a nightmare in no time. A thousand mosquitoes are about to bite him. But what he doesn't know is that he'll be okay after all. So don't be afraid, Barry, and stop. Mosquitoes are slow. They fly at a little more than one mile per hour. (laughs) And you can't run forever. So after a couple of hours of pointless running, Barry stops. He sweats and emits a smell attractive to insects. One little mosquito flies up to him. It buzzes next to his ear, sits on his sweaty neck, and bites. The insect pierces the skin with a special mouth apparatus called a proboscis. The mosquito starts pumping blood through this needle. Its saliva gets into Barry's body and causes an allergic reaction. More precisely, it's Barry's immune system that starts this reaction. It perceives the mosquito's saliva as an enemy and sends a unique chemical substance to the bite site. The fight between this substance and the invader causes an allergic reaction. Redness, swelling, and the worst thing, itching. Barry can scratch himself for several hours or even days. It all depends on how his body will react to the bite. The mosquito fills up with Barry's blood and flies away. It does it not for pleasure, but because it needs to lay eggs. Protein in the blood is necessary for these insects to reproduce. Their eggs can't grow without this substance. 
Yeah, almost all biting mosquitoes are female. Male mosquitoes prefer plant and flower nectar. Hey, they're guys. So the female mosquito flies away from Barry. She sits down on the shore of the lake where a large mosquito base is located. Here, these insects lay eggs, drink water, and chill in the sun. There are several hundred thousand of them, and they're all hungry. The female mosquito brings with her the smell of berry sweat, which is attractive to the rest of the mosquitoes, too. There are about 3,500 species of these insects on Earth. Some of them love the smell of sugar, perfume, or deodorant. And some enjoy the smell of dirty feet. Mm. Now, your attractiveness to mosquitoes also depends on what you have eaten today. Lots of candies and chocolate? Great! Now, mosquitoes feel a faint sweet smell coming from you. Have you eaten garlic and onions? Mosquitoes probably won't want to deal with you. And not only they, most likely. (laughs) So, the smell of berry sweat is perfect for all mosquitoes on the shore. They go mad, take off, and head for the poor guy. If you walk near the water when the evening comes, if you're sweaty, wearing black clothes, and have O-type blood, then you have all the chances to get bitten by mosquitoes. And Barry meets all the criteria. The first mosquitoes land on Barry's feet. They bite him and start pumping blood. One tiny mosquito can draw a droplet of blood the size of a half a grain of rice. It's nothing at all. But several dozen of these bites? It's bad. Barry fights mosquitoes off with his hands, but the insects keep coming. They can't miss such a delicious dinner. 10, 20, 50, 100 mosquitoes. They cover Barry's legs. The skin swells and turns red. Barry feels a burning sensation. His immune system is working at 100%, trying to reduce the damage and drive the enemies away. But the more actively Barry's body defenses work, the worse he feels. Mosquitoes sit on his hands and on his wet t-shirt stuck to his body. Yes, their mouthpiece can pierce a thin layer of fabric. Barry tries to run away. He stumbles over a rock and falls. Some insects finish their feast and fly away to tell their friends about the free food. Mosquitoes from all over the lake come to try Barry. 200 mosquitoes are drinking his blood. Three, five, seven, nine hundred. Now, one thousand mosquitoes have bitten him. Together, they have pumped out a small glass of blood. But the worst thing is, they continue biting him. Nothing can stop them now, even though they were supposed to bite him only a thousand times. Well, the only chance to escape is water. Barry, ignoring the itch, gets up and runs to the shore of the lake. Meanwhile, one hundred thousand mosquitoes have already bitten him. Sorry, Barry, but we have to entertain the audience. Don't worry, your recovery will be fast. He's getting closer and closer to the water. Mosquitoes are flying in front of his face, so he can't see the road. But Barry keeps running, waving his hands. Meanwhile, you know this moment when you're sleeping and one mosquito flies into the room through the window? Just one. But its squeaky sound is so annoying. And now, imagine a million mosquitoes making this noise. It's like a saxophone playing high notes. Sorry if you're a sax player. Well, Barry is slowing down. He's exhausted, and his heart is beating too fast. He no longer feels bites and itches. His body is becoming weak, but he's still moving toward the lake. Mosquitoes have already taken three soda cans of blood from him. And this is serious. Barry is running a fever and has clouded consciousness. His immune system is not coping. Barry can't run anymore. He's struggling to walk. It's getting harder to make every next step. The shore is only a few feet away, but it doesn't matter anymore since he has no energy to move. So he just sits on the grass and accepts the situation. He's lost a large soda bottle of blood, and this is a lot. This is probably the most large-scale attack of mosquitoes on humans. And then, at the very last moment, salvation appears. A frog croaks nearby. And another one. Several dozen jumping animals are approaching the shore. They release their tongues like spears and catch mosquitoes. This gives Barry hope. He makes a last-ditch effort to reach the lake. He jumps in. Yeah! What a relief! Cold, fresh water envelops his whole body and relieves the itching and irritation from the bites. 
He waits in the water while the frogs dine on the mosquitoes. The remaining insects fly away. Barry crawls out of the lake. He sees frogs catching mosquitoes and realizes that these annoying insects are necessary for our planet. Frogs live thanks to these tiny monsters. And besides frogs, there are many other animals that feed on mosquitoes. Lizards, spiders, bats, birds, turtles, it's a huge list. Mosquitoes are an endless source of food for them. One pair can lay 200 eggs. They grow fast and their lives are short. But if all these insects disappear, an ecological catastrophe may begin. Entire animal species may vanish from the face of the earth. The frogs that save berry wouldn't exist. Without frogs, the population of other insects, like flies, would begin to grow. They would reproduce uncontrollably. And then, like falling dominoes, other problems will follow. So, Barry, don't be angry at mosquitoes. It's just nature. You better deal with your itchy problem. His whole body is red, covered with little bumps. He starts scratching himself, but this doesn't help. He only makes it worse. As long as mosquito saliva remains in his body and the immune system fights it, Barry will feel this itch. Fortunately, there are many oils and ointments to alleviate these effects. But the best way to get rid of the problem is to ignore it. Barry just needs to distract himself with something. Then the urge to scratch will disappear. Barry has survived so many mosquito bites without harmful consequences. But some people have problems dealing with just one. It depends on whether a person has allergies. Some have a small itchy bump, and others have severe inflammation. As for Barry, wasn't he swell? I mean, didn't he swell? (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. The best way to protect yourself is to use insect spray. Now, Barry sprays himself with this substance before every run and feels safe. But let's have a look at another situation. What if Barry gets attacked by huge dogs? Hey, just kidding. Relax, Barry. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. You work in a large nature reserve that's home to more than a thousand species of animals. At night, you drive through the territory in a jeep to see if everything's okay. Most of the animals are sleeping. Suddenly, you hear the monkeys screaming. They jump from branch to branch. A herd of horses runs out of the forest. They look worried too. You hear many animals crying. Looks like some unknown strange thing has woken up and horrified the whole reserve. You see a flash in the night sky. It's a meteorite, and it's flying right towards you. You get in the car, hit the gas, and drive away as far as possible. The space rock falls right in front of you and throws your vehicle to the side. You pass out. The fallen meteorite emits some strange yellow energy. You're inside an overturned car, unconscious. All the animals have calmed down. Thousands of them silently approach the meteorite. Its energy envelops you and all the animals around. The more energy comes out, the smaller the space stone becomes. By the morning, the meteorite dissolves in the air. It has absorbed the animal powers and passed them on to you. You wake up in the grass near the car, surrounded by several people. These are the reserve employees and some guys in black suits. They study the crater in the ground and ask you what happened. You tell them about the meteorite, and they order you to go with them. One of them grabs you tightly by the shoulder. You don't like it, and you want to break out. Two men in black are holding you. You get angry and feel your muscles increase, and your skin becomes covered with fur. You quickly push the men away and roar. Your nails have turned into claws. You've received a bear's powers. Now you're just as strong and fierce. Agents in black are following you. You run away into the forest. You want to be faster and feel your spine changing its shape. Now you're running very fast on all fours. You've got the power of a cheetah, the fastest animal on Earth. You're hiding in the forest. The agents are far behind you. You hear a helicopter from above. It shines a bright spotlight beam. Oh no, they've noticed you. Agents use a megaphone to ask you to stop, but you know what awaits you. 
Labs, experiments, life in a cage. You've seen a lot of movies about it, so you won't just give up. You run out of the forest. They release darts at you. You quickly run to a large lake and dive inside. Webbing has grown on your arms and legs. Your feet are like flippers. Your legs fuse into one big tail, and you are now a walrus. You quickly swim across the lake and come ashore on the other side. Several cars and motorcycles are circling the lake to catch up with you. There's another forest ahead, but this time it's too dense. There's not enough space to develop great speed, but you can get the strength of a monkey. Your hands get longer and your fingers become stronger. You jump up a tree, climb to the top, and inspect the reserve. You need to go south and get to a small town to eat and drink. After a couple of hours, you reach the reserve's border. Now you have to jump over a high fence. Your legs are getting strong. You jump like a kangaroo, but it's not high enough. You fall to the ground. The helicopter catches up to you. You get lizard powers. You get sticky scales on your palms. You quickly climb the concrete wall and jump to the other side. You find yourself in the tall grass. Agents are coming to you from all sides. You're thinking about a snake. Your arms and legs fuse with your body. Now you can crawl. You pass all the people and find yourself on the road. You see a car in the distance. Raise your hand and ask it to stop. Oh no! It's the agent's vehicle. They surround you. The searchlight from the helicopter is shining right on you. You have nowhere to go. But you don't really have to go. Your clothes tear on your back. Huge wings grow out of your shoulder blades. You rise into the air. It's pretty cold here, but the feathers on your body protect you from the wind. Great! You can fly. It's incredible. Ouch! You feel like someone has pinched you from behind. It's a dart. They got you. You want to sleep and fly down. You make a hard landing near a small wooden house. Agents are running after you. You get the powers of another animal and pass out. People in black are searching the house territory, but can't find you. Maybe the dart with the sleeping pill didn't work on you. After a few minutes, they leave. Meanwhile, you're sleeping peacefully against the wall of the house. At the last second, you managed to get chameleon powers. You merged with the wall and became invisible. You sleep for a couple more hours. The dawn breaks. A rusty rover pulls into the yard. Some old man and a dog come out of there. It runs up to you and starts licking your face. The old man realizes that there's an invisible person in front of him. You come to your senses and tell the old man what happened to you. He gives you some food and clean clothes. You thank him and go away. Now you need to leave the country as soon as possible. You're thinking of a bat. Your legs become overgrown with wings and webbing. You have fangs. You fly without seeing anything. Your eyesight has gotten worse, but your hearing is just fantastic. You have echolocation power and can emit ultrasounds at a high frequency. Somewhere in the distance, you hear a scream of a familiar person. Oh no! It's that old man. The agents attacked him. You turn around and fly straight to the house. One of the agents sees you. He's screaming in terror. You land and think about a rhino. Your body becomes enormous and your nose gets longer. You accelerate and knock down several agents. Then you turn over their car, run into the house, and pull out the old man. He gets on your back as you're now a horse, and you ride far away from there. You reach the mountains. The old man looks tired but grateful for the adventure. You can't share his joy because you don't know how it will end. You ask the old man to hide while you distract the pursuers. You're thinking of an animal. Your legs and arms turn into hooves. You're jumping up a cliff like a mountain goat. They can't get you here. But at that moment, the helicopter appears again. The agent is aiming a dart at you. Needles are growing on your back. You've got porcupine powers. You release a couple of needles into the agent. It distracts him for a few minutes. At this moment, a cougar jumps at you out of nowhere. It scratches you with its claws. You think about a lion and get its powers. You get on your back feet and growl loudly. The cougar gets scared and runs away. 
the helicopter is flying up. You speed up, jump off a cliff, and get the powers of the fastest bird in the world, the Peregrine Falcon. You dive down at great speed and land in the forest. Now you need to find the old man. You have a nose like a dog. Now you can smell your friend and walk towards him. At this moment, you come up with an excellent plan for how to stop those people in black. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. The first thing you feel is some heaviness around your body, as if you're sleeping under a soft but weighted blanket. It feels nice, and you're too lazy to do anything. Fortunately, you gather enough strength to move the blanket. You open your eyes, and it's weird. You're surrounded by some blue glow. You want to rub your eyes and discover that you have tentacles instead of hands. How about skipping the part where you're terrified and can't believe you've turned into the Kraken? After a couple of days of existential horror, panic, and total madness, you finally calm down. Now, let's figure out what it's like to be the most terrifying ocean monster. So, that heavy blanket is water pressure. It's colossal at the depth where you're hiding. Few living beings can withstand it. Take a passenger car down there, and it will burst apart under the heavy weight in the water. But you're the Kraken. You're more powerful than any car. Your body doesn't collapse in such conditions. Your thick elastic skin can withstand any pressure, and strong muscles allow you to move freely here. And here's the thing with the blue glow. You're so deep down that sunlight almost doesn't penetrate here. It's hard to tell where's up and down because of the water pressure. But fortunately, you have huge eyes that, like the lenses of a telescope, catch the light coming from the surface. An ordinary person can't see anything except darkness at this depth. But you have something like a night vision device built into your eyes, so you see this blue glow. There's almost nothing at this depth. It's only endless, heavy emptiness. You can see a few fish and several wrecks of sunken ships. The sea creatures you meet here are pretty unusual. These are anglers and all sorts of transparent squid. Come to think of it, giant squid are your only friends here, and you're like a king to them. In general, hanging out close to the ocean floor is pretty boring. You sleep and eat, that's all. It would be best if you swam higher to get more snacks. You rise, and the water around you becomes brighter. More and more sunlight reaches this place, and you finally meet other inhabitants of the ocean. Turtles, sharks, jellyfish, octopuses, and stingrays dart away as soon as they notice you. All of them except jellyfish. They don't care. You look for a place to eat and notice a shoal of fish. Great, here's lunch. After you've eaten, you stay there, scaring fish and dolphins just for fun. You like the way you can control your tentacles. You have 10 of them. It's impossible to put into words what you feel, but imagine that the fingers on your hands have become huge like pool cues. And it's incredible. You can extend your tentacles to be as long as a passenger Boeing. Also, you have suction cups on them. You can grab anything so tightly that no creature will slip away from you. Thanks to the tentacles, you swim fast. First, you move them in different directions, then press them together, propelling yourself forward. Strong streams of water that you create push all the fish aside. You notice a blue whale. It's the largest mammal in the world. But next to you, it looks like a puppy. So you swim, eat, scare fish and other marine creatures, and that's it. Your life is kind of boring. And how long will it last? A hundred years? A thousand? You want to have some fun. So you swim up to the surface and get almost blinded by bright sunlight. You try to get used to it. The water is quiet. There's no wind. You look around and notice a tiny dot ahead. Wow, it's a large wooden fishing ship with sails. Finally, you'll have some fun. You can't wait to see people and tell them about yourself. So you're happily swimming toward it. But if someone was watching you, you'd probably look pretty scary. You get stuck in a fishing net. It's thin. So you easily tear it apart and rise to the surface. 
The people on the deck are terrified. They scream and run in different directions. Hey guys, where are you going? I just want to hang out with you. They seem so small. Fishers throw harpoons and axes at you, but you don't feel any pain. You put one tentacle on the wooden deck and accidentally break it. The whole ship is fragile, like a matchbox. Okay, it's better not to touch it. You turn around and accidentally flip the ship over. All the people that were on board are now in the water. Fortunately, you have enough tentacles to save them all. You catch every fisher and see the horror in their eyes. Someone even faints. You put the ship back on the water and help the people return to the deck. Then you push the boat away and swim toward land. But you decide not to show yourself to people on the shore. Those sailors you saved will tell everyone how they survived meeting a giant monster. Everyone will talk about how terrible you are, but no one will mention that you also saved them. <laughs> how unfair. You return to the ocean depths and fall asleep. Some strange sounds wake you up. It's like water dripping from a tap into a sink. You open your eyes and see faint flashes around. Oh, well, that's interesting. You swim up and realize that a thunderstorm has woken you up. It seems rather severe. The sky is black and the waves are huge. You notice a big vessel sailing amongst this chaos. This ship is different from the one you've seen before. It's made of iron and it has no sails because it's a modern cargo ship. It seems that you've been asleep for a couple of hundred years. The people on board notice you and fire a signal flare. A bright red light blinds you. You spread your tentacles and accidentally push the ship. It's heavy and doesn't flip over. It seems that technology was developing while you were sleeping. The storm is getting stronger. The ship is rolling from side to side. You try to hold it with your tentacles, but it scares the people on board. They scream and you understand their reaction. A colossal monster has come out of the black depths and grabbed their ship. It's unpleasant to see that they're afraid of you, so you decide to swim away. Offended, you're hiding close to the ocean floor. It turns out it's not much fun being the Kraken. You can only hang out with fish, but they can't talk. People are afraid of you, and you don't want to make them uncomfortable. You feel so alone in this world. You eat your lunch and go back to sleep. Hey, uh, Mr. Kraken, can you hear me? A voice says. You wake up and shudder, terrified. Who said that? Were all the stories about the Flying Dutchman true? Have you just heard some phantom speaking to you? I understand you're confused, Mr. Kraken. So swim up to the surface and you'll find out everything. A few minutes later, you come out of the water and see a huge flying ship. It's floating right above the water. But the most fantastic thing is that people on the deck are not afraid of you. They look at you with interest, and even with some sympathy. You notice a man in a strange helmet among them. Hi, it's me talking to you, thanks to this telepathy device. You can think about anything too, and I'll hear you. It's the 24th century. People have invented technologies for communicating with animals and fish. They found out that almost all creatures have no thoughts and live following their instincts. But then, people detected some brain activity coming from the ocean depths. They discovered you! You seem to be one of the most intelligent beings on the planet, and people are very interested in communicating with you. Finally, the centuries of your loneliness are over. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. Is it possible for a planet to have not one, not two, but many suns? Let's imagine what would happen to us if the sun suddenly decided to break into a bunch of small stars. During the search for Earth-like planets throughout the universe, scientists have discovered that systems of two or even three stars are not actually that rare. Many of them even have planets in their habitable zones. Almost half of these planets could contain life. Can't wait to ask these guys about the sunsets. Scientists even suggest that our sun wasn't always lonely. It could have had a companion star called Nemesis. They've noticed that mass extinctions on Earth occur every 27 million years. It's like a cycle. 
So, they turned to the stars to find out what the reason might be. And then, they assumed that it was a star that left our sun a long time ago. But it still affects us. Nemesis could be located about 1.5 light years from us. It may not sound like a lot, but it's actually almost 9 trillion miles. That's gonna be a fun car trip. 50 million years long. Anyway, every time Nemesis passes its orbit, it can affect the Oort cloud. The Oort cloud is an area surrounding our solar system in which comets are formed. Its existence hasn't yet been proven, but scientists are pretty sure about it. So, comets form inside this cloud and then relocate to our solar system. Even being very far away, the second star in the system can have a great influence on it. But what about systems with four or even more stars? Is it even possible? Actually, yeah. But the more celestial bodies you add to the system, the more difficult it becomes. The orbits grow unstable. It's gonna be as chaotic as can be. In stellar mechanics, it's called the three-body problem. It says that it's very difficult to predict the orbits of bodies in such systems. In most cases, they turn out to be very random and unique. Isaac Newton was the first to have noticed it. He tried to apply his gravitational discoveries to the Earth, the Moon, and the Sun. He found himself with quite a struggle. It wasn't easy to understand how three stellar objects orbit so stably around each other. And that's just a planet and a satellite. How about including several stars? I wouldn't envy those who will have to calculate all this. Oh, right, it's me. Anyway, we know that triple star systems are ridiculously chaotic. But what about systems with more stars? They're very, very rare. In 2021, NASA discovered a star system of as many as six stars. That's just crazy. Of course, there are no planets in it, but who knows? Maybe one day we'll find such a system too. In such worlds, the gravity dance is very complex. It takes very specific conditions to hold everything together. It's like walking on a tightrope over an abyss. With all this in mind, let's try to imagine what would happen if the sun suddenly turned into several small stars. Oh, we're going to need a very detailed simulation. No, probably even a dozen simulations to make this thing work. Because otherwise, we'd only have a few options. Option 1. We divide the sun into 5 to 10 tiny suns. Now we'll scatter these guys not far from each other. They'll destroy our system in a couple of hours. Yeah. All star systems, including ours, are in constant motion across the universe. So, they'll crash into each other almost immediately. This collision will lead to the creation of a supernova. Our system will turn into a beautiful, colorful nebula. For us, it will happen in just a couple of minutes. We won't even have time to feel anything. And all the planets in the ex-solar system will immediately turn into sparkling space dust. Um, but it's not the best option for us, right? Let's see if it can go any other way. Option 2. Since they can't be located so close to each other, Let's try to set them as far away as possible. And in this case, they'll just leave. Buh bye Their gravitational force is too weak to hold everything together. The little suns will simply leave the solar system, flying into space in random directions. After that, the rest of the planets will descend from their orbits, including poor little us, of course. We'll become a so-called rogue planet. At first, we won't even realize that the planet has gone out of orbit and we won't have time to do anything before it gets incredibly cold. What a sad and poetic end. In general, none of these outcomes sounds very fun. Oh, all right, we still have the last option. Our main problem is that we make each of these little stars the same mass, but just take a look at all these multi-star systems that we've already discovered. You'll see that none of them look like a bunch of glowing balls together. Instead, there are a couple of large stars there, and the rest, the small ones, are orbiting around them. So how about two large stars and two small ones? What will the Earth look like then? Well, its orbit will become terribly unstable. We'll shake back and forth. Wouldn't recommend it, honestly. We know what this can lead to, because, and that's just crazy, 
This has already happened to us once. Yes, about 70,000 years ago, a lone star visited our solar system. It was a red dwarf called Schultz. A red dwarf is a very small and cold star. If you count 14,000 degrees Fahrenheit as cold, of course. But it's considered the weakest and coldest type of star. So it probably didn't look that big and bright in the sky. At that time, our ancestors, Homo sapiens, were already there living their lives. And can you imagine? They saw another star in the sky approaching the sun. I wonder what that looked like. And then, Scholes bypassed the sun and flew somewhere further to surf space. We weren't expecting some kind of disaster, were you? If it had happened, you wouldn't have had a chance to watch this video right now. But from this story, we can see what happens to the Earth during such stellar events. At that time, a huge amount of volcanic activity unfolded on our planet. We also got some meteor showers that almost wiped us out. Our ancestors sure had it rough. Something similar will happen on our hypothetical planet with four suns, but on a much greater scale. Constant volcanic activity, earthquakes, and tsunamis. Brr. In addition, the length of a day will change, as well as the length of all seasons, and a year as a whole. They won't be stable anymore due to the regular changes in gravitation. In other words, you'll never know when to expect an annual winter or hot summer. And when we are precisely in the middle between two stars, there won't be any nights at all. They'll illuminate both parts of our planet, and we'll have to sleep in bright sunlight. And if you think this is a bad thing, keep in mind that we'll also be attacked by much more ultraviolet rays and solar winds because of our four suns. Their color will also change. They'll become red dwarfs, looking distinctly orange-scarlet in the sky. We'll also get many more solar eclipses. Except, instead of the moon, the sun would be eclipsed by another sun. It would probably just get a little darker. To be honest, it's unlikely that anything would survive on Earth after all this. I mean, it is possible, but please run a hundred simulations yourself if you want to make sure. But theoretically, we could survive in a simple binary star system. For example, in one that consists of two stars close to each other. Each of them would have to be two times smaller than our Sun. That would be the perfect scenario. And it's quite possible in the future. NASA is currently working on a plan to relocate our descendants to Proxima Centauri b. That's a planet near the closest star system to our Sun, Alpha Centauri. And who knows, maybe one day in the future, we'll really move there. Then we'll see what it's like to live with several suns. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.